Welcome everybody, I'm Jared, he's DJ, and this is Number One Bullshit. And if we're going to talk about a lot of fun, we can talk about what we have coming up for 2024. I know last week we did a little bit of a retrospective of 2023, and so now we are going to Look ahead to 2024 as we have still a couple more weeks before the first fights uh, of 2024. And we can kind of pick up where we left off last week with the fight announcements. We have uh, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot a, of goodies. A lot of yes. goodies. Yes. You got Super Country apparently mm-hmm. over the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, big time pay per views announced. Uh, UFC 298 is starting to shape up absolutely beautifully we have uh, the addition of uh, bobby knuckles himself and the most tested athlete in the last year of usada paulo costa Uh, they are squaring off at 298 which just get both of these guys fighting again that's all i care about yeah me too and and i love this fight i i think robert whitaker whitaker tools them but Mm -hmm. why do you think they're not doing just a rematch of Costa Hamzat. Is he still injured? Uh, Hamzat did jack up his hand. So yeah, I think he, he so had to get surgery. A, okay. So okay. I think it's a, yeah, I don't think he's out uh, an extended period of time, but not enough to like get back in camp. Gotcha. Which, you know, Costa was. Uh, it just, it sucks with a guy like Whitaker who we just want to see fight. Yeah. You know, doesn't fight very often. We all have, unless you're, you know, a big doorbell hater, like we all have a, a pretty good. <laughs> Uh, or bad taste in our mouth from yes. his last performance of just getting his fucking head beaten through the canvas. Yep. Uh, so I, and he's, to me, Whitaker's one of those guys that's just likable. You know, you don't want to see those things happen to him. No, and, absolutely not. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, you know, for him to come back will be nice. And then a fight that had previously been announced for 299 that then got bumped to 298 is that uh, Jeff Neal in Machado Gary rematch because 299 all of a sudden became like stupid stacked as well yeah and this fight Um, needs to happen yeah the sooner we get this one done the better uh because i want to see i want to see img fight all the time yeah Uh, and you know i mean this is a great opportunity for jeff neal too because unfortunately the lasting impression that a lot of people have of him was getting bullied right like yep. here's a guy who's hands of steel and he's hitting a guy with no mouth guard flush in the face and the guy's smiling back at him yeah and then he gets like big brother choked yep you know so so like that was that has to hurt him i'm sure he wants to get back in there especially against somebody that's talked shit to him like img like oh absolutely i mean some young punk gonna talk shit to me dude. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, and that's, what punk? Feel, but that's what i'm saying that's what it feels like it's like you're just some young punk that's like i know i can beat you and then img is on his come up, he's. It seems like it's his time. This is a fight that just needs to happen. And ah, man, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. yeah. It's so that'll be. I mean, two ninety eight is so freaking loaded at this point. You got, I mean, the main card: Volk Tapuria, Whitaker Costa, uh, Davalashvili. I don't want to get schooled by his Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. Versus Sahudo, Tuivasa, Tybura, Jeff Neal, 
Ian Machado, Gary, and then like undercard, you have Fluffy Hernandez, Ikramal Skarov, Tatiana Suarez, Amanda Lemos, Rinya Nakamura making his comeback on that. Like, that's yeah, it's, they're coming in hot. Card. They're coming in yes. hot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then return to Mexico City. Mexico. Ooh, we have co main and main events announced. Co main, we get the rematch. He is coming back finally. T City Ortega versus Yair. Ooh, this is, yes, very fun fight. And you hate to say it for Ortega, but like this is must win. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, you had your two chances. I think that second title shot, the one against Volk, was as close as he came with. I mean, it wasn't a close fight, even though people want to say it was. There was two like very close submission attempts, but overall the fight wasn't that close from what I remember. But like you don't get third chances unless you are dominating yep. people. Yep. And so this is a, that's a big one. And then the main event on that one, I am super excited for uh, the assassin baby, baby. Uh, uh, versus uh, Amir Albazi. That is number one contender, right? Yep. After we, we just saw the Pantoja Roy Val fight. We know the winner of this fight is going to get the next crack at Pantoja. So yes, please. Yep. And, and can you imagine what the reaction is going to be? Co-main to main, Yair coming out, Moreno coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, it's going like, to be. Ooh, the pop is going to be wild. And, and they'll play it up. They'll wear their colors. They'll wear their flag. They'll wear uh, Yair will definitely come out in a dope-ass sombrero. You know what I'm saying? Oh, It'll be, for sure. It's going to be. And Mexico just always has those fun crowds. So, mm-hmm. what, like, this is these are the co-main main event that you make. Oh, yeah. And the people we already have, like, announced – for that card, Edgar Chirez uh, taking on Daniel Lacerda, which has been rescheduled multiple times. Uh, Victor Altamirano, not an easy one for him, having to fight Felipe Dos Santos coming in uh, after that uh, great performance against Mano Cop. Yasmin Howergy coming back. I am super excited for her return. Uh, and then Jesus Aguilar, uh, who you know has the touch of death as Shannon Ross learned. So yeah, I mean, so far that's what's announced. I'd imagine like Daniel Zellhuber is going to be on this card, you know, possibly a loopy or, you know, like we're going to get some other, some other fun stuff there. And then we have uh, some announcements for fight night, Atlantic city. Going to be headlined by Aaron Blanchfield, men on fjord. And yes, is, I mean that's number one contender. I said this is another number one contender fight in the women's flyweight. Yes. So, ooh, yeah. cannot wait for that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those, I mean, those are two. Right, they were the two prospects where we were like, all right, let's see what they have. Fior fights, uh, Thug Rose, yep. Thug Rose, Blanchfield fights, Tyler Santos, who put on a great performance against Shevchenko until the issue with her eye. Yep, and then so like they both went it's like, oh shit, these prospects are. They're right there, and then it's like, all right, now is the time. Let's have them fight and and see who gets that next shot. Yep, really excited for that. And then a fight that was supposed to take place on UFC 297 just recently. Rumors that it's going to be rescheduled for this card. And this is what I am also very very excited about: light heavyweight fight between Carlos Olberg and Dominic Reyes being rescheduled for March 30th in Atlantic City. Yeah, this is a. Uh... Like, a really big moment for Olberg, but a really, really big moment for Reyes. Reyes has to do something. Reyes has to not only win, but show that he, like, 
that he's, I don't want to say washed, but what's a better way to express that? To not say washed up, but he, that he can still compete at the top level. Okay. There, there, what a yeah. nice way to say it. Yeah. He, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's got four losses in a row. You lose to Olberg. Olberg gets that next level thing where it's like, okay, this is, you know, huge win for me, but I don't know if Ray is still a UFC employee if he loses. Yeah, I mean, five in a row would would be tough, and and I don't think Unless anybody believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's still tough, <laughs> but, but he just kept his job. And, uh, but the, I don't think anyone thinks Olberg like outpoints him. Oh yeah, right. So it, if Reyes loses, we are most likely looking at four devastating knockouts in a row for him, and and it's could you? Imagine? It makes you. It makes you wonder with that John Jones fight because he looked great up until about two and a half rounds. Yeah, was there something that happened in that fight that just he's never the same again? Like we don't think of John Jones as being one of those guys that inflicts that like career changing damage, mm. but he might be. You know, you see people lose to him and then kind of drop off a cliff a little bit. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't know if that's mental, like the psychological, like oh, this guy is just better than me or if it's the or if he puts that kind of damage on people and you just don't really see it i don't know and i I, we don't need to go too much because this is fine announcements but kind of going on that i don't know if it's a psychological part because even him talking about like like ray is talking about the john jones fight he's like i won you know i feel like i I feel like i was better than blah 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 and then you go into the yawn fight, you have this confidence. Like, I was I was on there with John Jones. You might be right about the damage where it's just, yeah, you might feel like you won, you got you lost, but you're different. Like you're saying, you're just different. And then from there, it's, you know, TKO, KO, KO. It's Yeah, it's and rough. the span one was was kind of scary because he had taken a year and a half off. Yeah. And it was like, okay, he's, you know, his brain's going to be back. He'll yeah. be okay. And then it was a, you know, switch stance jab, boom. Yeah. And yeah. he's out. And it's like, mm, that's... Yeah. That starts to get a little scary. But who knows? Maybe he can make those adjustments like an Andre Arlovsky. Yep. Where, I mean, there was a period there where people were like, yo, Arlovsky's chinny. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Arlovsky's still fighting and still winning fights. So bizarre. At the the weight class where even guys way outside the top 15 can one-touch you. Oh, yeah. And, and so, you know, he adapted his style. He's not getting hit as clean anymore. And so it'll be interesting to see if Reyes has made those adjustments. But that's not, not easy. No. Uh, against Olberg. Olberg is an absolute animal. Yep. And then to move on to that, to UFC 300, they have started announcing fights for this, uh, and this is just going to be a fucking stacked card. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, the first one, I mean, the first, yeah, unless we get a bunch of cancellations, right? Because you have so far announced Bo Nickel, Cody Brundage, which thank you for giving Bo Nickel a fight that he should have. Yes. Right? Cody Brundage has a decent enough name. Like people know who he is. He has a decent enough resume, yep. but also is not a I mean, he did just knock somebody into oblivion, but it doesn't have that like career changing, you know, gonna put that beating on you type style. And so very good matchup for Bo Nickel. Uh, listening to him talk, he's in no rush, and I completely agree with him in that sense. It was really, I don't know if you've listened to him on Joe Rogan at all, but it was it was pretty interesting hearing him just talk about he didn't want to get into the UFC as quickly as he did, but he just couldn't get fights, and like that's what had to happen. Uh, and yeah, so it, it's interesting. I'm glad that this is the announcement because he doesn't have to fight top guys. He's a draw as he is. He's the great American wrestling hope at this point. Yep. And so he's going to bring eyeballs. 
And and so I yeah, keep giving him these types of matchups. Let him it's something we talk about all the time on this show, right? Test. Yeah. Like let him pass each test. You don't have to, you know, you're in your intro to algebra class and they're giving you like a calc test. Like you don't need that. Nerd right? alert. Like, <laughs> yeah, nerd alert. <laughs> like pass your algebra test, then do your algebra two test. Like it yeah. I'm hoping they continue to do that for him. Aljo, who just had a, a pretty interesting performance in a grappling tournament this yeah. weekend. Did you see that where the guy was trying to armbar yeah. him and he just spun him in circles? <laughs> um, but he will be making his featherweight debut uh, with the return of Calvin Cater. It's a great matchup. That, yeah, it's that's a, a fun matchup. one. That is a really fun one. And then they have also announced the return of Alexander Rakic, and he is taking on Yuri Prohaska. Ooh, that's going to be fun. I'm glad Yuri's getting back in there so quickly yep. after the loss to Poetan. You know, because initially he was like, yeah, it was the right call. And then I, you know, kind of was like, no, I wasn't out. Like, yeah, I, I of course. I mean, it, it's it's the humbleness that you have. But Yuri, any fight that Yuri takes right now is potential him getting a title shot next. So you just never know. If he comes out here and he just looks amazing against Rakic, he, he could be fighting for the title again. Just because that light heavyweight division is a little goofy. A little yep. goofy. Yeah, especially like when's Jamal Hill coming back? I know, you know, and and this is this is huge for Rackage, right? He has not fought since May of 2022, so you're looking at almost two years on the sidelines off of a bad leg injury. Was a guy up until that point that people were talking about as that next group of light heavyweight prospects, and you know, with the Ankalaevs of the world, the Jamal Hills of somebody who is going to be a future title contender. So hey, guess what? You get a come back and and fight a former champion and yep. that's and awkward too right like you're you're out for two years and you got to fight that dude yeah, <laughs> like that like is that is the not weird, fun. The weird stances that he does you know this is the weird guy. but if you're gonna come back in on the flip side you go beat yuri you might you might call your name up for the next title shot too so this is yeah. a great matchup now since that's what we have announced for 300 first of all great great <laughs> I know April starting in the second quarter, but f- great first quarter of 2024 ready for oh, MMA. Yeah. Yes. But 300, that's great. But Dana White's talking about this is going to blow everything out of the water. It's going to be fun to kind of start speculating and see what they're actually going to throw in there because, yeah. you know, with Connor kind of saying International Fight Week, he's not on 300. What else? What else? What do they got for us? What do they yeah. got for us? Well, the rumor right now, Leon Edwards said he is going to defend at 300. Yep. So you have to assume it's versus Bilal. Uh, if that it's is not going to insane. Be, if it's not now, insane. sucks for Bilal because guess what? He's a couple weeks into Ramadan at that point. Yep. But so, he do not give a and fuck. We, we even talked about it, though. We uh, They were going to do him dirty yep. and, and give him his title shot during Ramadan. Uh, but so that would be one, I think, Shonen Yan. Uh, Whaley is going to happen it on 300. I think that'll end up being announced. I think they're going to try to get. Um, so you have this belt, the 170 belt likely being defended. You have Some the straw weight belt likely being defended. And then they can main event it with the only belt that matters and have Gaethje defend his baddest motherfucker on the planet belt. You son Because like bitch. realistically, that cool guys with your weight class belts. <laughs> You know, but are you the baddest motherfucker on the planet? I don't think so. Who? Who? Because you don't have the belt. But who does he? And fight? Gaethje does. Who does he fight? Um, 
fatal. Mm. I mean, who does he fight? <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I I do not know at this point. <laughs> like, if, unless he's going to fight it at a different weight class, that is a. I mean, who would I want to see him fight? Yeah, Ben Wallace on Denis. I want to watch those two guys just be violent because he's that's the guy that I think is is violent, right? Yeah. Like Sarukian is going to be looked. I don't think that's a test that Gaethje wants to take because it's a grappler. Yeah. Like Saint Denis would stand there and fight with him. Eh, I don't think that'll happen, but no, that would be so yeah. You you got to. I don't know what they're going to do for three hundred, but so far the four or the three announced and the one speculation. Like let's let's go. Yeah, I, I'm 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 happy with the first part of 2024 already. It's going to be fun. Just please, 2024, bring us no cancellations. Bring mm. us no like, especially week of cancellation. Let's just have these events get played out the way they're supposed to be and just have magic. You know what? One thing that we did last week was say the fight that could have happened. Let's not have that in 2024 because yeah. we got to see all the fights that they could have happened. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. man. It would be great. It would also be great if y'all went over to your podcast listening service of choice, follow, like, subscribe, rate, whatever uh, your service does, and then also go over to X at number one BS pod. Give us a follow as well. Do it. And looking ahead to 2024, one of the things that we want to do is talk about for each weight class, like what's Who's the fighter? Like, we want to see their next fight. Could be a fighter, could be a fight. Just what is going to be interesting for us on that? Uh, and similar to last week with our, you know, fight of the year, like our favorites that we picked, DJ and I have no idea what the other individual has chosen. Uh, so this should be a an entertaining, but, uh, at least for us. <laughs> but I do have some guesses of... And some of these divisions, I'm like, I, I think I know. I think I know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, there, there's a couple that would be hard to, uh, you know... Maybe, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I think we might we might agree on some stuff here, but let's kick it off. I want to see what do you have. We'll start uh, with the women's strawweight division. So, I don't want to steal your potential answer. I am super excited about Lupi Godinez, but outside of the champion, I, what I try to do, there's going to be a couple that I might have to choose a champion. What I try to do is not choose a champion, right? Because yeah. I'm always going to be excited to see. You want to believe that the champion's the the top of the division. I'm always going to be excited to see those matchups. For this one, I'm going Tatiana Suarez. I I'm I'm ready to see if if all this. Th I mean, since she's gotten to the UFC, we've we've talked about it. She's supposed to be this the the thing. Is she is she the person? Is she going to be? Is she going to be the person that changes the game and like becomes this dominant strawweight champ? I don't know. That's the person I'm most looking forward to in that division. With Lupi Godinez, man, I mean, like Lupi Godinez is always a good one, right? He's always mm -hmm. a good one. But I, I'm I'm gonna choose Tatiana Suarez just in case you go the Lupi Godinez route. Right? Where'd you go, man? <laughs> uh, so, kind of a thing for me on a lot of these is I, y'all know me, I like the deep cuts. So it was for a lot of these, I have like top five people or prospects, right? It's like one or the other is kind of what I'm looking at, and the four people that ultimately it came down to for me were uh, Yasmin Lucindo. Yeah. She's just fun to watch. Uh, Yasmin Howergy was another one that I want to see how she responds from the Denise Gomez blitz that occurred to her. Uh, Loopy, just because Loopy has made those steady gains, it's always fun to watch somebody improve yeah. and just continue to get better. But ultimately, I went Tatiana yeah. Suarez as well. Um, yeah, we talked about it 
six, seven years ago yeah. where everyone was like, yeah, female Khabib, right? Like that was the talk is she was because that was the height of Khabib where it's this new Dagestani wrestling, you know, where wrestling was making a comeback as the dominant art in mixed martial arts. And Suarez was right there. Four years, you know, in between fights, she fought at flyweight, looked a little rusty, but then comes in against Andrade and. You know, there was talk about Andrade being washed a little bit, but now we see, granted, it was against uh, Mackenzie Dern. That yeah. was not the best Dern we've seen, but that was the best Andrade we had seen in a while. Yep. And, I mean, Suarez just came in and dominated her. Mm -hmm. You know, really just looked like Andrade didn't belong in there with her, which is one of the reasons we were thinking, like, oh, Andrade can't even compete at strawweight anymore. I know. Which just it wasn't the case. Like, Suarez is just that damn good. And this is a this is one of the ones where we do have a fight lined up for. She is fighting at 298. Get to see her against, real soon, man. February. Yes. Yes. yes February 17th yeah. against Amanda Lemos, which is a huge step up in competition yep. for Suarez. I know Andrade had the win over Lemos, but different threats, right? Very and Lemos has the hands. I I think that Lemos is grappling. Is is going? It's going to be interesting to see how that plays against Suarez. But ultimately, I'm glad this is Suarez's next fight. There was talk about her getting a title shot, but she had one win in the weight class in yeah. four years. But you go out there and you finish Lemos. Like, guess what? You're you're probably going to get the winner of Shonen Yan and. Whaley when that fight eventually happened. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. You're you're starting off the year maybe for UFC 300, which is in April. So February, Tatiana Suarez fights, and let's say she wins, and, and especially if she looks great, maybe that belt is on the line at UFC 300, which is two months later. You can maybe get International Fight Week. I mean, it, it or this, return to China. China. You you're looking at things lining up for Suarez to potentially fight twice in in. 2024 and fight for the belt, but she's got to mm -hmm. beat Lemos. I, I, like I said, yeah. she's the person we're both choosing right now, but I think she can beat Lemos, but you got to yeah. do it. You got to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she has not beaten somebody yep. like that. Yep. And so it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm actually more excited about this happening now than th four years ago yep. when Suarez was on the brink because what Wei Lee has shown recently, and it's a I don't mean to disrespect Shonen Yan, but I'm just assuming Whaley is going to keep her belt. Mm -hmm. Whaley has shown great wrestling and grappling yep. lately. She trains with Cejudo. She's leveling right? so, up. She's leveling yes. up. So now there isn't that chasm of grappling advantage for Suarez. And, and so that's really, really exciting. Um, yeah, which is why I, not just this upcoming fight for Suarez, but for the year. Yeah. Going to be very interesting, and, and and let's make these divisions fun. And they're and they're both doing it. They're both in their thirties. Whaley's thirty four. Suarez is thirty two. I mean, so yeah, it's this is. I I honestly thought you were going to pick Loopy. I thought you were going to yeah. choose Loopy for this one. It was close. It yeah, was close yeah, yeah. for me too. It was it, for me. I, I agree with all the people that you said. It was between Loopy and Tatiana, but I'm just I got to be honest. It's like I'm ready to see her fight. I'm ready to yeah. see if if she has that greatness in her and. You know, now that she's active, let's see it, you know? Yeah. Yep. And then another one that was really difficult for me was women's flyweight. You guys know how I feel about that division. I think it's far and away the best division in women's MMA. 
I think there's so many different interesting fighters, uh, you know, from Tracy Cortez, you, you know, who after a long layoff came back and had a very good performance. You have all of these different established people, people that had their shot and couldn't do it, but are still top five, top 10. But there's so many different ones. And it came down to the Silvas, Karini okay. and Natalia. Very difficult for me to not pick Karini just because she's been so violent. Mm -hmm. um, Macy Barber is one. That after her last fight, like I'm, I'm excited to see her fight. I think she's got Caitlin Chukagian coming up. Like yep. I, I want to see that fight, uh, but I got a bit of a twofer in the one that I picked because I could oh, not cheating some bitch. <laughs> I could not pick between Manon Fior and Aaron Blanchfield. Okay. So I went Blanchfield, but thankfully they fight each other. Perfect. So, so you're, yeah. this is the one you can say the matchup, right? You said that is what yes. matchups are you looking forward to? Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is. Clear-cut number one contender. We talked about it before their two fights last time. It was, there was kind of like a little mini four-woman four tournament for yep. the number one contender spot. Uh, who knows how it's going to play out with, you know, kind of the controversy of the Shevchenko-Grasso fight. You know, if that's going to get run back or if Grasso is going to fight the winner of this. But this is one of those things that about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, is like, okay, these two women are showing what it takes to be title challengers at yep. some point in their career. They've both continued on the path, and now we get to see them collide with not the ultimate stakes, but the secondary best stakes, you know, to get that shot at a title. You know, both of them are coming off huge wins. I get it was Rose's first fight up at flyweight, but that's a really, really big win for Manon Fior. And then Aaron Blanchfield coming off Tyler Santos, because Tyler Santos picked up right where she left off yep. against Shevchenko. She still looked really, really good. I loved that. And the reason I said Blanchfield instead of Fior when I was thinking just a fighter was what Blanchfield showed against Santos was impressive. Yep. Because the whole thing for grappling, 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 she, started, she was getting pieced up on the feet a little bit. She didn't land a single takedown in the fight. She went 0 for 14. Yep. But guess what? 14 takedown attempts, you're, control you're getting into the clinch, you're forcing Santos to defend, and guess what Santos can't do when she's defending? Punch you in Punch the face. Punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So that, yeah, the fact that she knew what she needed to do, made it dirty round three, was impressive. Yeah, this is going to be a main event. So this is a five-round fight. Like th That's the next test for both of these women. Yep. Do you have what it takes to grind for five rounds? And and some of these things that we've talked about in other or throughout the whole UFCs, you want to see these people bring up slow. What's cool about this is you're right. These both of these women were on the f track to fight each other, but you have to do your part. They both did their part and made it exciting on the way. I hate this question <laughs> because <laughs> I was looking through and Blanchfield was my choice as well. Yeah. But you're gonna I'm gonna piss you off right now. And fuck it. I'm going to go with Rose. I want to see Rose. Mm. I want to see what Rose... Uh, Blanchfield is my choice, right? Yeah. But I'm not mad. You, I'm since, intrigued. Since, since you went first, since you went first <laughs> and you chose Blanchfield, the audience gets to hear all the stuff that you said, and I'm not going to break down Rose because we don't know what she looks like in flyweight. I just think that Rose is a bad motherfucker. We saw her... Give her the belt! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we saw her... Her versus Gaethje. You just... There you go. There, oh, my God. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but Blanchfield is probably the person that 
I need to choose, but Rose, man, if Rose stays in this division and Rose can figure out maybe some of the some of the height that might come with it, some of the weight that might come with it, she has this something about her that just makes me fucking stoked. And she's not even ranked, right? She's not even ranked. And I'm like, if Rose can come and make Rose can make that division even better. Right, just her name. If she if she goes in and wins her next fight, whoever she gets to fight, like imagine her versus a Tracy Cortez, right? Mm. That that would be and Rose winning. You chose Aaron Blanchfield. I'm just gonna choose Rose. I'm gonna say Thug Rose all the way, baby. Let's see if she Thug can Rose. do it. Yeah, Thug Rose because it would be it would be fun for me to see a Thug Rose go to another division and do well and be successful and maybe even have that moment of glory. Yeah. Aaron Blanchfield, she's young, 24 years old, I believe. I mean, to be this good and on that path at 24 is amazing. But I want th- I, my heart says Thug Rose, baby. I, so I'm with it, and that to me is kind of what makes how we're going about this so interesting. Is that at least to me uh, is that <laughs> everybody else it, like this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, this is cool bullshit. Me, boring. You guys suck. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I like the fact they can be somebody who's zero and one in the division. But like genuinely excited to see what yes. that next fight looks like for her. And yeah. and I'm I'm there with you. And it, like Rose didn't even enter into my thought process. But then like now that you say, I'm like, yeah, I want to know what like who do they match her up yep. with? What does that look like? How she recover from the the busted up hand, which. Yep did affect her in the Fior fight. Like, yeah. I'm you just got me juiced up for some Thug Rose. <laughs> yeah, dude. How can you not be excited about yeah. Thug Rose, man? Mm-hmm. Now, the next weight class. Uh, and and we try to be as positive as possible on on this podcast because uh, we've never stepped into a cage to fight somebody. And so there's a certain level of respect. That you don't know what I be. do on my off time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right, I don't, but yeah. I know what you don't do and okay, it's getting into a cage and fighting yeah. people. Um but the there's this weight class, women's bantamweight, for having been the the OG women's MMA uh, weight class in the UFC, where there were bona fide stars. Yep. Like Ronda Rousey, obviously, Misha Tate, Holly, Holly Holm, Holm, Amanda Nunes. Like, there were the first stars of women's MMA within the UFC were in this division. Cyborg. and. Yeah, Cyborg. Well, Cyborg one forty five. Oh, yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. but she. I feel like Cyborg was one forty five was always a little weird yeah, because there was just was like a couple couple weak. fighters. Yeah, super, yeah. <laughs> super hyper mega weak. <laughs> uh, but one thirty five was a little difficult because I like to, like I said, I like to have the prospects and the you know all these kind of different options. And for me, there really was. Just two options. Yeah, for and this, I, I already know the two. But before yeah. you say the two. Someone made me super fucking excited. Two people, really, but mm-hmm. I, I I forgot. Carol Hosa, however you say her mm-hmm. name, she yeah. got me excited. So you know, it's one of those things. Like, okay, you know, like that's someone that she showed her toughness. You know, she got beat up, but I don't know if you saw Aldana's leg, like after. Well, I didn't see the oh, pictures of it. Oh my god, it's so gross. But it's like okay, so we do have maybe something in the in the future that we have some tough tough women, but. Uh, this this division was tough, man. When we, we I think we even yeah. talked about this on this phone when we were coming up with this idea. It's like I can say everybody, but women's band of weight's going to be like I. I mean, how fun is this? Um, yeah. So, what do you got? For me, it's 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 Myra Bor- Myra Bor- <laughs> Myra Bueno Silva. Thank you, yep. and Juliana Pena. 
yeah. those are the, those are the two people that I'm like, who who am I really excited about? And I'm gonna choose Juliana Pena because she's keeping herself relevant, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what Myra Brennan Silva does. I was super disappointed when I thought she felt like a drug test, and it was just yeah. I'm not saying it was just Adderall. Adderall. She did she did something that she wasn't supposed to, but it wasn't like what I consider a competitive advantage as far as recovery. But it does help you with yeah. you know maybe studying film and sh- so okay fair. But Juliana Pena is talking that shit. She's got to win over Amanda Nunez. Now she you know she she did get reminded of who Amanda Nunez was. But she's got the marketing down. She believes in herself. She could be the future of the division, and I can honestly see her winning a belt and keeping it. Julianne Pena is the pick for me because if she's going to be that next person that really tries to elevate that that division, we need someone to do it. And I believe that she can market herself well enough. She's got the she's got the shit talking down. She does have the skills. She just has to be active. Mm -hmm. And I I am going uh, with with the other person you mentioned. I'm going Myra uh, Bueno Silva, and for me that has to do with despite the no contest yeah. to Holly Holm. Right, she has three finishes. Yep. Uh, Ken flows all th- yeah three exactly. Ken flow three submissions. Every single one was different. Yep. Right, she has her submission victory from the uh, contender series as well. When you look at I mean, she finished Jillian Robertson. Uh, she finished Holly Holm. Like there, there's those wins there. She fought Manon Fior when she was down a you know down a weight class, lost that fight. Uh, but she, at this weight class, we have not seen a lot of finishes lately. Yep. And so to see somebody who has that killer instinct, like that's what gets me excited about it. And and so. She's fighting for the title at 297 against Rocky Pennington and say what you will about Rocky. Like she's, she's durable as shit. Yep. She does what she needs to do to win. And she's on a, what? One, two, three, four, five fight win streak. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't care what the weight class is. If you get five wins in a row, like that is, that's really impressive. You look at her losses in the UFC and Jessica Andrade back in 2014. Holly Holm, Nunez, Jermaine Duran to me, Holly Holm. Like that's who Rocky Pennington has lost to. Yep. And so if Myra Buena Silva passes that test, like that is a worthy champion. And then, yeah, the fight. Yeah. Juliana Pena, right? Like the shit talk, the former champ. Uh, it, like it, it's good. Like that is especially the matchup. Especially, well, I should change my answer to say that's the matchup I want to see for this division. Mm-hmm. Because Juliana Penn is going to be like, you're not the champion. She's going to piss people off, and she's going to convince other people, right? Yep. Uh, but that's, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be an asshole. I don't see Buena Silva losing to Pennington. But anything can happen. Yep. Anything can happen. Yeah. Well, Buena Silva has that. She has something about her, yep. too, right? That she could be the face of the division. Mm-hmm. She talks shit. When she does, it's not. And it's no disrespect to Juliana Pena. She's a former champ. But Juliana Pena has that, like, cringe talk shit that can yeah that can rub people the wrong yep. way yep whereas myra buena silva when she's talking about hurting people it's like oh yeah oh yeah you're you crazy. know she just has that about her like her sitting on sitting on the ground after the ninja choke and just kind of like making that face you know like she just has something about her that makes me want to watch and, and she looks like it too right she looks like she looks like a bantamweight you know she mm-hmm. looks like someone that's like your eyes get drawn to her but mm-hmm. Julian Pena is no joke, right? Like, no. like I understand that she, 
her last showing was against the GOAT of what? women's of women's MMA. But she's no joke. These I think I think this is the most exciting matchup to make. I really wish it was this fight instead of the big Pennington yeah. one. But uh Bueno Silva, if she wins, she had like you're saying, she has that when I talk shit, you believe it. You're just like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Pena's gonna talk shit. She's gonna try to convince people. It's gonna be this is I'm I'm changing my answer because I <laughs> forgot I forgot about the matchup to look forward to. This is the matchup I think can happen in 2024. It'd be the one I'm looking forward to the most in that division. Because this division needs something. It just needs yes. something to hype it up. No. Now, a division that does not need any additional hype. Uh, crossing over to, to the men's divisions, men's flyweight. Go ahead. This was one that was difficult for me. Y'all know I love me some great Japanese hope, Tatsuro Taira. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I decided to not go prospect here. Mm. I was thinking possibly pantoja just because he has not disappointed in any of his fights as far as i'm concerned Uh, but ultimately it came down to the assassin baby baby. i went brandon moreno just because i I haven't been disappointed watching this guy fight ever yeah right and here we are fight of the year last year and in my opinion had a quadrilogy where every fight was entertaining Mm mm-hmm Right, like, and the stakes because he has a fight scheduled. Amir Albazi coming up, like we talked about, headlining that UFC Mexico City card February twenty fourth. But he has that opportunity one for the rematch against Pantoja, which would be the fourth time they <laughs> they would fight, which is crazy, especially because Pantoja's won them all. Yeah. But the last fight was so close, and I want to see if uh, I want to see how Moreno responds. From having, I mean, everything was on the table going into round five. Correct. Everything was on the table, and he didn't come through. Yep. And I want to know now, how does he respond? Hometown crowd, or home country, I should say, crowd, taking on the prospect, Amir Albazi. Yep. And so that is, yeah, I am very, very excited for that one. I am in shock you didn't go with Tyra, which isn't a problem because... I couldn't go with Tyra. I wanted to so bad. Like, I was, this was one of the biased divisions. I was like, when I first thought of it, I was like, I'm going Tyra. And then I started looking. I'm like, I don't believe myself, though, right? My pick is Moreno. My pick is Moreno. I I think, yes, I think that, (laughs) I think that him fighting Albazi, we're going to see the levels to the game. I really, I I just have this undeserved confidence that Moreno's going to go and show his ass and be like, you know what? I lost to Pantoja, but it wasn't. It wasn't a beatdown. It was fucking close. Moreno is a champion. I am so excited. Like Pantoja, for some reason, he's a killer. I love his personality. We talked about him. But there's something that I even saw in the Roy Val fight where I'm like, dog, is he really tired? Like, is he really that? T- is there something about him that, like, he does he have some, uh, like, a, a hole in his game? Does he have a hole in his game? Moreno lost. We've seen Moreno lose, and I don't believe it. I feel like he's always leveling up. I think when he fights Albazi, I think he's going to show the world again that, like, listen, I'm not. I, there's levels, and there's one guy that that had my number, but I, but I got him, 
and I want to see Moreno versus Pantoja again. I think that's the fight to make. I think those are clear number one and two in the division. Moreno just has something about him. He's a nerd almost, you know, like he's just so yeah, comfortable. He's Legos. <laughs> yeah, he's so comfortable with who he is. And when he fights, my eyes follow him. Like um, mm -hmm. rewatching the Pantoja Moreno fight, I'm constantly watching Moreno. Yep. I mean, how can I not choose him? It's, I wanted to go Tatsu or Tyra so bad. I wanted I to, man. I know, but like I was lying to myself, and it was like one of those things. Was like, like how I had to choose Thug Rose. I'm like, if I'm being honest, that's who I want. If I'm being honest, it's Moreno. God, I just hope he comes back strong, man. I'm such a mm -hmm. fan of Moreno. Yes, yeah, I am too. And like that's, it, it's almost sad because I really like Pantoja as well, right? Like I, I really enjoy that division. There's just so many high level guys. Yep. And another one that we're. Uh, is just as stacked, I would say, if not more so, Bantamweight. Oh, I love this division. Best division in the UFC. Yeah, best, yeah, best division in the UFC. I don't want to steal your thunder on this one, so how about you go first? So this is one of the ones that, honestly, I had to choose the champion. I'm such a I'm, – I'm sold. I'm all in on Sean O'Malley, right? I wanted to go Marab, but honestly, mm. I don't care. I, I'm Man, this sounds so negative. I don't care about the Marab Cejudo. I don't understand why we're acting like Cejudo's some killer in this division. I, I just don't. I don't get it. Right? Um, yeah, he did. He he did. He did good against um, Algermain. But I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm excited to see Umar Nurmagomedov as well. You know, I'm excited to see Yadong. I bet you are. <laughs> but. If I'm if I'm thinking about matchups, I'm like, okay, I want to see Sean O'Malley fight Marab. I want to see Sean O'Malley fight Sanhagen. I want to, I, I do want to see Sean O'Malley fight Cejudo just on the basis of like he he has gotten in Cejudo's head uh, with mm -hmm. the trash talk. Yeah. Sean O'Malley is the and and I want to see Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera. It's going to be hilarious to keep hearing him say, "I haven't lost to you," you know, like all this stuff. Sean O'Malley has something about him. I tried not to choose champions on this list, but he's the person that when I think of the Bantamweight division, if I'm thinking of matchups, I want to see him fight everybody. I don't care to see everybody else fight everybody, you know? So Sean O'Malley's my guy. I'm sold on Sean O'Malley. I think that he does elevate the Bantamweight division. Maybe, maybe you know, people can say that he's not the most skilled or whatever, but I think he's very skilled. And he just brings that he brings that star power to a division that's already got star power in fights. Sean O'Malley's my guy. I'm going Sean O'Malley. I hope to see him stay champion 2024. He's active. I like the fact that he, I mean he can be active. We get to see him fight Cheeto. I, I don't know if that's really the bantamweight title matchup that we need to see right now, but it's going to be good marketing, and and hopefully get to see Marab take take a dub against. Cejudo and get to see Sean O'Malley fight Marab and then Sean O'Malley maybe fight Sanhagen. I mean, I, that, Sean O'Malley's my guy. What about you? Yeah. It came down to three guys and you mentioned all of them. Yep. Uh, O'Malley was one. Yep. Sanhagen was another. Just what he, what he did to Cheeto and I know it wasn't the most exciting fight or the Rob Font fight being the most exciting, but like he's thoroughly dominating top of the line guys it's no question it's no question yes and the idea of the puzzle that he would present to sean o'malley like is is very intriguing yes for me but ultimately i went umar okay yeah i am 
rewatching fights of his to get ready for this. I was just like, oh fuck. Like this this guy is so good. His kicking game is so evolved. Yep. His lead leg, whether he's standing southpaw or orthodox, his lead leg is so fast. What he did against Nate uh Manis, and I get Nate Manis doesn't have the biggest name, but if you look at that dude's record, he is legit 15 and three. His three losses are Taylor Lopolis, yep. Umar, yep. Tagir. Yep. Right? He's beaten everyone out. Just knocked out Mendoza after Mendoza wouldn't let go of the leg lock. Like, that is a very good win. And what he was doing to him, where it looked like he was going to throw, like, almost a question mark kick, and then he just stabbed it into his face yeah. in, like, a front kick. I mean, the... Umar has that like elbow ground and pound. Yeah. Like that's the life he lives and just <laughs> brutalized Manus with that. There was one point where he throws an elbow and you literally watch the hematoma just rise up on Manus's forehead instantaneous. Oh yeah. I mean, it was brutal. And then, I mean, it's been a while, right? We have not seen, it'll be over a year by the time we see Umar fight because he hasn't fought since January of 2023 and he still doesn't have a fight scheduled. Yeah. But that being said, last time we saw him fight was being the first man to knock out uh, Howney Barcelos. Yeah. And the way he did it where he was throwing the knee, he's on one foot when he throws the hook in transition. Pop, done. And then comes flying in with the hammer fist and then like grabs his head and cradles him, <laughs> you know, as like an apology for for hitting him. And then the second he gets on the mic, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm happy about the win, but I feel bad. Like he didn't, you know, I was in the moment of the fight. He didn't need, I didn't need to do that to yep. him. And it just your training, I mean, his kick game is so beautiful. But, oh yeah, he's Khabib's cousin. Yeah. Like he's training with those guys every single day. So the grappling is legit. He is 16 and 0. Yeah. Right? His brother is 17 and 0 in the Bellator lightweight champ. And the only reason he's not in the UFC is because Islam is currently the lightweight champ. Sure. Yeah, like so between these two brothers, 33 and 0? Stupid. Imagine they're like growing up brotherly fights. <laughs> Their parents are yeah. like, we're not getting in the middle of that. You know, y'all oh, go ahead yeah. and figure this one out. Yeah, go go do you. I'm sure Abdul Manap was like, yes. <laughs> and 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 the only reason, the reason I didn't choose him is the same reason to uh, Tatsuru Tyra is, and, and for flyweight, is because, like, I just haven't seen the competition. So it's like, I'm very mm -hmm. stoked to see both of these guys fight. But, like, the matchups that Umar might have aren't as intriguing to me as the matchups. Because it, it actually went Umar... Sanhagen, Marab, O'Malley. That was like the the mm -hmm. people. But Umar, I mean, he's such a fucking killer that he's he because he's not a prospect. You know, like we said, we, yeah. we, he's 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 going to be fighting the top. Now, will he ever be a champion? Who knows? But he's going to be the person that's like you're going to see Nurmagomedov fight these top five people. Yeah. And what are they going to do with that? With you know, it's it's fun, man. Bantamweight's I mean, so good. Yes, and he was. It was almost Hamzadish in that, like, they couldn't get this guy fights. He's yep. the boogeyman. Yep. I mean, he's out there saying anybody yeah, a fight, anybody. Yeah, like, just give me somebody, please. And, and that no one's scheduling a fight. And then it was scheduled with Sanhagen. Oh my god! And uh, like, you want to talk about having a pair for Sanhagen, who was was ranked number four, 
and was like, yeah, no, I'll fight this guy who nobody wanted to fight. Unfortunately, fucking got hurt. Uh, Sanhagen ain't scared of nobody, right? No. No. And I love his mindset of like, well, if I'm going to be a long-standing champ, I'm going to fight everybody anyways. But yeah, Sanhagen obliged him, and then Umar hurt his shoulder. So I'm just hoping that he comes back and fights you know, Q1 of 2024 that we're not having to wait too long, but who knew with Ramadan coming up, like I unless know. he fights in March, you know, we, we probably won't see him uh, until whenever the next time Islam fights, you know, probably like in the summer. Uh, but yeah, Umar has me going back and rewatching his fights. Like, oh my God, I cannot wait yeah, to and, watch this human being step into a cage. And, and fight if he doesn't fight before Ramadan, like immediately after, say how long after do you need so we can get you in the cage? Get this man fighting two more times this year three times would be awesome because mm-hmm. it, it's just another killer that makes this division great um yes. now switching over to featherweight featherweight's a little difficult for me too Featherweight's this was little, the hardest one yeah hardest one for me so, so uh, maybe 170 185 yeah, also so were, who, were who, who 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 you leaning on for featherweight or matchup yeah so featherweight there was a lot i mean volk Ilya. yeah come on right Ilya's the guy that everyone's like, hey, he is the next, and and he hasn't shown he isn't at yeah. any step of the way. So he was one. Diego Lopez oh was God. one where, I mean, from the time we saw his, you know, AFI mullet step into the cage <laughs> against Movsar Evloyev, it was like, yo, this is a dude that I want to watch fight every single week. And he has not disappointed since then and actually had his best possible performance, best we've seen against Pat Sabatini in his last fight. Like, want to watch him fight again. Uh, there is a place in my heart. Clarksville stand up. Rossview High School. Rossview's finest. My man, Nate the Train. Yep. Right? Out, out fighting uh, tornadoes, like we said. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Like, like got to support that yep. man. So cannot wait to watch him fight again. He's got a kid on the way. You know, got that dad energy. Mm-hmm. Um, T-City. That's another one where, like, he was looking so good. And then, you know, we had the injury. So excited that he's he's booked to fight again. Max Holloway. How can you not be excited to watch Max Holloway? Even if, he, even if he's never going to fight for the title again, like I want to see every fight that he fights. Every, everyone's brada, fun. Brada. Yeah, brother. <laughs> everyone's fun. It is what it is. Yeah. But ultimately, I went deep cut. My man, Isaac Dolgarian. Really? I am so excited to watch this dude fight again. I, I rewatched his fights. For, to prepare for this podcast and he mauled absolutely everybody absolutely everybody every fight he's ever he's six and oh his five fights going that got him into the ufc his longest fight was two minutes and 49 seconds that's crazy gets in the ufc fights a fellow prospect in francis marshall gets him out of there in four minutes and 48 seconds and it was four minutes and 48 seconds of just Ass kicking. <laughs> I mean, Francis Marshall, which fire, that's hilarious to yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but what he looked like after that fight, his face was busted up, his cauliflower ear had popped. I mean, it was just methodical. Got to the takedown, took him down, ground and pound. I mean, violent, violent ground and pound. Uh, punches the finish with the elbows i mean it looked bad and then marshall gets up and is just a blood mask yeah, i mean it, it disgusting yes and immediately it was like oh, i i need to see dolgarian fight again 
I want to see him tested, right? Because yeah. he has six professional fights. His wrestling has carried him in every single one. He has not been tested up until this point. DC talked about it when he was fighting Marshall's like, listen, if you're this caliber of a wrestler on the regional circuit, like you're going to take guys down. They're not going to get back up and, and you're just going to bludgeon people, which is what he's done. And then he does it in the UFC. Yeah. And so his next fight, can he keep doing it? <laughs> yeah. Like if, if he can, what does it look like if a fight goes, Oh, I don't know, five minutes. Right, like, is he going to be able to continue to take people down, or is he going to gas out? We don't know. There's so many questions, but the product that has been put out there has been so incredibly impressive so far that if there's one or two tests, we can find it'll be almost like a Taporia, um, you know, some of these other guys that have passed every single test along the way, Armand Sarukian, you know, where they have shown these skills where it's like, that is, that is what a future title content. It's hard to say future champion, yeah. but that is what a future title contender looks like. He has not shown that yet, but just the sheer violence he, he has shown uh, gets me excited. And then he did the little leprechaun heel click uh, yeah. after his last win. And one of the things that, that was pretty cool uh, was his, I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend, um, his, his BM, baby yeah, yeah, mama in the corner. Uh, but afterwards, you know, he's talking about, he's getting interviewed by DC. He's talking about, he lives in a trailer. He wants the 50 G's because he wants to start a family. Yeah. It came out a couple of days later that she was pregnant. Oh shit. And I didn't so know that. at that, yeah, at that time he didn't know. Oh, that's cool. And so he's saying that, and you see her smile and kind of like wipe a tear at that point. It's just like, Oh, like the the emotional side of me was like that. Like that's gotcha, you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like like that's beautiful, right? Yeah. Because she in that moment is like, oh, I can't wait to tell this man, yeah. right? Like th there's that moment that they have, and and so that was really really cool. Uh, unfortunately, he did say he wanted to fight again in 2023, and he's still not booked for a fight. Yeah, and so and he's had long bouts of inactivity. He was out for. I think it was like two years from the time that he got signed until he actually fought in the UFC uh, because of injuries and stuff like that. So all of that, the the dominance, the what we still don't know, and then like the almost boogeyman aura of like we haven't seen him fight a lot. Yeah. All of that is is why I picked him. I think that's a great pick. I I my, mine's going to be a matchup. I'm ready to see Volk to Poria because we're, mm -hmm. we're going to see one of two things. We're going to see Volk be untouchable in his division. I, to Poria, the more, the more this fight's coming up, you're like, God, man, maybe he's the guy. But if Volk, if Volk beats to Poria, no one else can convince us, right? It, it's just going to be, it's going to be like, okay, no one in this division can touch Volk. But if Taporia does it, dude, if Taporia does it, especially with his swagger, his no one can touch me swagger. Probably see immediate rematch, I would imagine. And then Taporia skyrockets, you know. He's got mm -hmm. he's got the look. Taporia's got the like he's always he just looks like a mafioso for some reason. Like he just <laughs> looks like a motherfucker that like if you saw him, you'd be like, ah, oh, that guy's causing problems. I, I wanna be on like I don't want to be on the same side of the restaurant with him. Like, you know, like he doesn't take shit. He's got some cool swagger about him. He says the right things. The matchup is 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 for me for this one because like I said, we're either going to see Volt just be the greatest. I mean, I think he's already the greatest um, featherweight of all time. But it's going to be cemented. No one can touch him. 
And if Taporia does it, then we might have a, I mean, it could be like a Frankie Edgar BJ Penn thing where it's like, ah, oh, we don't believe it. And then they do a rematch and Frankie Edgar does it again. And you're like, okay, he he's leveled up. Did Volkanovsky level up this division? Yes, I think I think he leveled up the division already. Is Taporia the guy that shows that it's leveled up? It's the matchup for me, man. This 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 one we get to see in February. We get to see like it's so weird. We're talking about these things, and all these people seem to be fighting at the beginning of the year. It's yeah. just like the UFC knows. The UFC knows that like this is why they elevate over other combat sports right now is because they're like we know what you guys want to see. How do you not want to see this? Uh, great pick, but for me, it's going to be matchup this time. I want to see yeah. that match. Yeah, yeah, they ultimately came down to those two yeah. for me just because, yeah, Taporia, he has shown every step of the way. Like, he can do it all. And, yeah, that that's going to be leading up to 298, going into 299. Like, there's so many fun, good fights coming up. Yep. Lightweight. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, lightweight through middleweight, Connor. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe even light heavyweight, man. Like, this can be my next three picks. Yeah, lightweight. You said it was easy. Or you said this one wasn't tough for you. It, it was really tough for me because I don't want everything to be a matchup. I don't want everything to yeah. be, like, the matchup I want to see. But so what'd you do? I chose Islam. I mean, I, I, I was going to go um, the matchup for Islam Oliveira. And I was like, that, that's a good pick. And then I was like, well, I kind of want to see Sarukian versus Islam, right? And then I started realizing that, like, I want to see Islam fight everybody. I want to mm-hmm. see Islam do what Khabib wasn't able to do, not saying because of talent or skill, just because of timing. I want to see Islam go through the division. I, I don't mind seeing greatness. I don't mind seeing a longstanding champion. I don't mind seeing the Demetrius Johnsons of the world, the Anderson Silvas, the John Jones. I love it, actually. And... Islam can be a little inactive in terms of, you know, he can have some time in between fights. But when I'm looking at all these fighters, I want to see all these people fight Islam. And I'm like, well, why am I doing it that way? Why am I not looking at the person? For me, it's Islam. Like I said, I I tried not to choose champions, man. I I know me and you were kind of like, you know, how we're going to approach it. I don't want to choose champions. The last time I'll say it on this list, but I want to see Islam fight everybody. I want to see Islam fight Fazeev. I want to see Islam fight... Um, Oliveira, I want to see Islam fight Saruki, and I want to see Islam fight the world. I got to choose Islam. He's what he did to Volk in this next fight or in this last fight really shows that like he he's not someone that's just okay with being great. He he always is going to try. You you know they're grinding in that in that gym. I mean, we just mm-hmm. talked about all the people that uh, is around Khabib. We know that they're grinding. We know that they want to smash everyone. Islam's not going to be happy with just winning. He wants to, he he wants to put all doubt away. We're potentially, and this is crazy to say, man, but with Khabib, we're potentially looking at Islam in a couple years, being like, man, is he the greatest lightweight of all time? Right? I want to see Islam fight twenty twenty four. I hope we get at least two good fights out of him. Uh, I, I I I believe we will. Islam's my guy. Islam's yeah. the, the one for lightweight. And the division was held up, right, because of the Volkanovski fights. <sighs> yeah. And and I get the second one was short notice, right? But yeah. still, even the first one, like for Islam's first title of defense to not be against a 155-er uh, was was tough and, and held up the division. Uh, this was one that was all over, kind of all over the map for me. But yep. when I really evaluated it, it was pretty easy. Uh, I was initially looking like Matosh Rambetsky. Okay. That guy is so much fun to watch. Like I, I cannot wait to see him fight again. 
Y'all know me and Slava Claus. Yes. Uh, I want to see my man hit the Lizginka. Uh, pure violence, Benoit Saint-Denis. Like, it came to, he was one where I was like, yeah, it's hard to not pick him. Uh, Armand Sarukian. Yeah. After what he just did to Benil Darius, like, when when do I get to see that guy engage in some more violence? Uh, but thinking about all of Islam. Yeah, Islam. Uh, it, yeah, because what he did to Volkanovsky after, uh, and in my notes I have it in quotes, a close fight because I still think it was 4-1 Islam. The adjustment, yeah. and on short notice of, of just, oh, you guys had doubt? Yeah. Like, you guys had, I beat this man, and you still think he's better than me? No, 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 no. We're sending him into purgatory. Yeah. Like, just fucked him up, set it up, baited him into it. I mean, just beautiful. And I'm hoping he fights in March, because he said he's fighting in March or see after Ramadan. So it's either going to be March or, please, March. you know, the summer. Please, March. Yeah. yeah, that's my hope. I wonder if, not necessarily 299, but if they put him on the Saudi Arabia card. That that might be something that happens, even though it's a it's a free fight. Uh, I think the way the UFC might look at it, because obviously it's a business, is you you get that man on a card in the Middle East, like that's that's big money for him, like all the promotion and stuff that you can do over there. Yeah, but you don't get those uh, because I don't points, man. I know, but I don't know how big of a pay per view draw he is. And I, I also I don't disagree depend, with that, but he still gets yeah. extra money for and and as a, for him, his, yeah, his manager's got to be like, we need that extra money, right? Yeah, I think that, but I also think they would take care of him. I, you know, like I think behind the scenes he would be taken care of because in the Muslim world, like, oh, come on, he's that draw, right? And so, yeah, so I'm hoping. I don't care what it is; it could be in the fucking apex. Like, I just want to <laughs> see this guy fight again, and. Obviously, the Dubronx matchup is one we all want to see again just because of what Dubronx did to Dariush. Um, Gaethje, right? Like, let, let's see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I don't think it looks very different than Khabib versus Gaethje, but Khabib had a chin that Islam might not have. Uh, and, and one thing Khabib did is like, he was like, those leg kicks hurt, but I wasn't going to let anything stop me. Islam didn't have, doesn't have that motivation where like, this is my last fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 kind of going on the Dubronx thing is we're gonna see a rematch. Does Islam level up like he did against Volk against Dubronx and just set himself apart? I mean, yeah, come on, like yeah, because like realistically, there's three fights I would want to see from this man this year is Dubronx, Gaethje, and if Sarukian beats another top I five know, guy man. That, at the end of the that year, rematch. You, you get a Sarukian yeah. at the end of the year. Come on. Yes, and it's funny you had mentioned the you don't mind seeing greatness because my last note in picking Islam was we're witnessing greatness, and yeah. and it truly, truly is, and it's been fun uh, to watch as as somebody I I used to listen to the uh, Josh Thompson Big John McCarthy yeah. podcast a good amount, and you would hear Josh Thompson talk about like you guys don't know about Islam yeah. like the talk that we have about this guy is selling him short. And to see that start to come to fruition, especially after, you know, once again, the close fight against Islam where, or uh, against Volk, where he then comes out and is like, yeah, guys, no doubt. There's no doubt who's better. Awesome. Awesome to see. And as long as I've, as, as you and I have been watching fights, 
there's not been one time that we've hated on greatness. Not one time. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I've had the talks like, what's it going to look like if John Jones loses? What does he look like afterwards? But it's all speculative because I don't care to see John Jones lose. It's just like that man losing, what does it do to him? Right? We yeah. saw what a loss does to Islam. He hasn't lost again. We've yeah. seen it. And like, we saw him be heartbroken and be disappointed. We saw what losses do, do to uh, Demetrius Johnson. We've seen this stuff. We saw what losses do to Anderson Silva. I don't care to see greatness lose. Yeah. It's just if we're seeing it, it's like I want to see him fight everybody because leave no doubt. Unfortunately, Khabib left out. We don't know yeah. if someone could have had Khabib's number. Islam has an opportunity. Yeah, Islam's an easy pick for this one. Yeah. No, welterweight was not. Go ahead. Lay, lay it on me, baby. Oh, man. It, it eventually came down to five guys for me, like the burgers. Mm. Be, before you say your five guys, if they're my same five guys – Dude, it's going to be awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, first one, uh, and we're going to see him fight here uh, pretty quickly, uh, the hockey bro himself, Mike Malott. Okay. Uh, I, I want to see him fight just because he's. we've seen so little of, of this guy, but he's been dominant. He has something about him. You, you know, when he was talking shit in the last Canada card, and it was just like, yo, this guy brings it in the pop he got. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. He's getting the Neil Magny test. Yes. Right? So so he has his opportunity here. And so he's won. Yep. My man Jack Della, right? Like I, I'm going to want to watch Jack Della fight all the time. We're going to see him against Gilbert Burns. Like, oh, you're grappling look, you know, suspect against Twins Basel. Now you're going to go fight a, a multiple-time world champion grappler. That's awesome. Obviously, Shavkat, like who does not want to see that guy fight every single week? MVP, I want to see what it looks like in the UFC. Yep. Right. I, I want to see what that looks like. Uh, and then my, uh, the one that I ended up going with, fucking remember the name. Yeah. Bilal Muhammad. Okay. Had to do it. Going to be a title shot his next fight, un unless Dana White just hates him. Uh, we now know, well, we don't know. We believe it's going to be Leon at 300. I just want to find out with this guy because it's almost like Leon before where he was on that insane streak. It's like, do we really know? Is he really a champion? And I feel the same way about Bilal. And we've seen Bilal lose. The fight that happened with Leon Edwards, I went back and rewatched that one. I mean, he was getting pieced up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the head kick was was brutal, but he didn't go out. Mm -hmm. He didn't go out. He recovered pretty quickly. He he did eat a couple shots at the end of that round, but he was never out of it. He responded very quickly, and then I mean, the eye poke was just horrible. Yeah, and with the new procedure, maybe he could have continued. I don't know. There there was some real damage that that occurred from that, but. Bilal had gone into that fight when you hear him talk about it of having the five round mentality of like, you know, I got to pace myself and you saw it. He was getting pressured and what we've seen from Bilal since then, he does not get pressured, yep. you know, to, to quote, you know, Heisenberg, like he's the one that knocks, yeah. right? Like he brings the pressure and Leon Edwards was stalking him that yep. fight. And so I want to see what that looks like. And then after that, like, it's going to allow the division to move on, right? Whether Bilal wins or not, because if Bilal wins, there's not an immediate rematch for Leon. He hasn't done enough to warrant that. We then get a move on. Shavkat, 
I think everybody knows is going to be next yeah. after that. So there's it allows the division to to move on while also proving something. Like is Bilal that guy that shut down Sean Brady? That I mean thoroughly beat Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Like is he that dude? So I'm yeah. Stoked for that one. I had I didn't have Mike Malott. Okay. Um but JDM easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shavkat, easy. Come on. I mean, yeah. especially because you know he's probably going to get the next title shot after hopefully Bilal gets his title shot. MVP, <laughs> yeah. I also went with Bilal, and it feels goofy because I'm like, actually, what I want to see is if Leon Edwards has his number. So I'm like, do mm-hmm. I, am I really wanting to see Leon Edwards? Mm. Um, and it was really hard. I went with Bilal just because if Bilal wins... I think that I think that he's skilled enough that there's other people that are coming up to him that he is going to do well against. Mm-hmm. Now, realistically, Leon Edwards has to be up there because, like you just said, if Leon beats Bilal, then when the answers the question's answered, and then we just have that. I'm just ready to. I I, I just want Bilal to get his chance. I went with Bilal mm-hmm. because I'm just ready for it. Leon's already the champion. He's going to get his chance. He's, they're already talking shit to each other. They're going to fight. Leon's getting his shot. He's getting his rematch. And the fight that he would, like you just explained, he was winning. It's not like, oh, I was beating you up and then you poked me in the eye, I had to quit. No, you were losing and you got poked in the eye and you had every right to stop the fight right then and you haven't got an, got an opportunity to get it back. But if Bilal's that guy, emergency be Bilal that guy, and it seems like he might be that guy, do I think he beats Leon? No, nah, I, I, Leon should be the favorite in that fight. But you're... I think you expressed something that I didn't know how to express was we get to see it move past it. I, we we keep talking about give Bilal's chance, give Bilal's chance. How can I not choose Bilal for getting his chance? So Bilal's the the welterweight for me. It was difficult because I wanted to go renop so bad. I wanted to go renop so bad, but I just couldn't. Um, yeah, yeah, Bilal. I just want to see him get his opportunity to see. And and then his interview on the on the last pay per view of the UFC uh, of the year UFC two ninety six he said the right things it's like okay I'm ready for him I'm excited to yep. see him yeah um, there is there are so many good ones at one seventy and because I mean I wanted to go Pooh Bear right yeah. like that's that's one that's really excited for I want to see how uh, Gabriel Bonfim responds Michael Morales like there's so many at one seventy but that that's kind of funny we had four of the uh, Four of the five. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't even, like, I even looked over Mike Malott's name, and, like, now that you brought it up, I'm like, yeah, that was so fun. It was so, that was, I think we talked about it after his fight. It was like, that's like George St. Pierre potential energy, where it's like, if he can be great, he can have that crowd. It, it'd be awesome. Going into middleweight now, I was biased. I have so many names. And oh, I, so many. I did everything I could to not choose Bo Nickel, right? <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you, I did everything. I'm like, Israel Adesanya is talking about he's coming back this year. How am I? Okay, that's the guy I want to see. We have Brendan Allen. Come on. Dude, like his his interviews are dope. The way he talks is dope. His fighting's amazing. I Even though uh, Kyle Bahalo looked kind of, what do you say? Um, pedestrian. There you go. Even <laughs> though he looked pedestrian, there's still something about him. We have Hamzat. How can I not be excited to see Hamza come back? DDP's fighting for the belt, and we just saw him fight in the crowd. Roman Kopolov, man. Magomedov, Michelle Pajeda. I'm going Bo Nickel, man. I, I don't want to be this guy that seems like the leader of Bo Nickel fan club, but 
he has something that we kind of talked about where I couldn't choose Tatsuka Tyra. Bo Nickel is about to fight Cody Brundage. Like you said, people know who Cody Brundage is. I think this is Bo Nickel's last outside of 15 fight. I think Mm -hmm. that if he's that guy, we're about to start seeing it soon. And if we can get two or three fights in 2024 for Bo Nickel, I think we're going to see the potential next contender. And I am just excited that we talk about prospects. I'm excited at the idea of, is this the guy? Is this the guy? And if he's the guy, I'm ready to start seeing it. But my heart, like it was literally this morning, I saw an article that said, Israel Adesanya said he's coming back very soon. And the very soon means this year. I want to choose him. But since he says he's retiring for years, my choice is going to be Bo Nickel. What about you, my dude? All the names you talked about. Uh, like there were so many. I, and I'm going to throw in there, too, the matchup of Fluffy Hernandez, Ikramala Skarov. Oh, my God. Like, that's one I'm super excited about. Bahalio, Imavov versus Delidze. Yep. Um, but, yeah, when, looking at it, when I was able to narrow it down, it's really not that narrow, I had Michelle Pajeda. Because how how do you how can you not be excited to watch that guy fight where it's like, oh, he finally moved up a weight class and fucked a guy up in under 70 seconds. And he looks like, bigger than the guy. How do you look bigger yes. and you're up 15 pounds? Insane. Ask Rumble Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan Allen, because he has not done anything to not make you believe. And and that's the exciting part for some of these prospects, where in it's kind of hard to call him a prospect, yeah. but where it's like this guy's making me believe that he is going to continue this rise. Bo Nickel, just because the the what is it going to be? It's almost like Brock Lesnar, but somebody who doesn't. There was always something around Brock Lesnar after like the first time you saw him get hit where it's like, oh, I don't know if he likes fighting. Yes. Like he likes he likes being the hammer. I don't know if he likes fighting. And Bo Nickel, we haven't had to see it yet. But you hear this man talk. He sounds almost like Sandhagen in just this very cerebral approach to the overall game. Not just like, this is my path to victory. Here's how I'm going to do it. But here is how I am going to create a system that allows me to flourish with my nutrition, with my training, like all of those things. That's exciting Mm -hmm. because that's game changing, right? Like he is having a relatively different approach to this crossover than than people have had in the past and so that's very exciting how can you not be excited for ddp he's passed every single test he looked gassed in like every fight but shows the the metal to come back and then destroys whitaker oh my god you know heartbreaking (laughs) yeah heartbreaking I don't agree with the stuff that he said to Strickland, you know, just like, I don't, I think that's kind of out of bounds, but for him to be like, Oh, I figured this guy out, you you know, just that like, Oh, I'm in his head now. And his like maniacal laughter after Strickland attacked him, like hard for me not to pick him, but I went with fucking multiple time world champion in hand to hand combat. Roman Coppola. Yeah. Great. pick. Oh, man. For a guy who started in the UFC at 0-2, and and in a year's time, September of 2022 to September of 2023, four wins, all finishes, second round or later. Just 
brutalizing people. Unfortunately, he does not have a fight scheduled. I hope he gets a top 15, even though he's a little early in his career, you know, numbers wise. He did have that extensive uh, hand to hand combat career and he's in his early 30s. So I want to see him start to get moving. Top 15 matchup would be awesome. I would. He previously was supposed to step in on short notice when Chris Curtis dropped out of the fight against Fluffy Hernandez and then Fluffy Hernandez dropped out and then Josh Frem stepped in. Uh, but the so they were ready for him to fight a top 15 guy. Yep. So I'm hoping that's what the next fight is. But he just breaks people down. The And it's evidenced by those second and third round finishes. Yeah, I mean, he obviously he has power. He's putting people away. But it's not just like right hand and you're dead. Yeah. It is, I am going to kick the ever-living shit out of your body for seven minutes until when I even start to lift my my lead or my back leg, you're like wincing. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. already feel it before it hits. What he did to Fremd with the body work, the uppercut he landed right at the end of round one where he, I mean, left Fremd just leaking. He would have him hurt and knocked down against the, the fence and just kind of like step back. Yeah. But hey, man, I'm better in space. Yep. We're not playing that game. Which is IQ, right? Yes. Yeah. He and, and that was his fights have not had huge stakes yet. Yeah. And, you know, obviously very different DDP beating Bobby Knuckles versus Kopilov beating Josh Fram. Yeah. But ultimately, the excitement I have for a Kopilov fight of just like, how is he going to break this next guy down? Yeah. What is he going to do? Because he doesn't really get hit clean. What he did to uh, Claudio Hibero, where body kick, body kick, body kick, that you see Hibero's arms like go all the way down and just, <laughs> eat, a, just eat a kick flush to the face. No defense, nothing. I mean, he he is a joy to watch fight. Like, yeah. it, it is a lot of fun. So, yeah, I was going back and... I, I couldn't not pick him. And and he was he was at the like the top end of my list because yeah. you, for all the things that you said it is it is fun to see the person that's going to hurt you blitz you but, but he's so like it doesn't matter I don't I don't have you now I'll get you later. It's almost psychotic a little bit. It's know? scary. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, so yeah, I I Kopilov was on, on on my list of like higher on the list because it's like, yeah. God damn, he, he like you just expressed, he gets you excited about his fight happening. And mm-hmm. yeah, so go ahead and take us into light heavy, my guy. So light heavy came down to four names for me. Uh, one more than I had. <laughs> yeah, three of which are uh, have held the belt in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had Poeton just because when that guy fights, it's it's fireworks. And what he did uh, was he, amazing to go up yeah. and win the belt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, Yuri, because that's a must-see TV. Uh, you know, he... It's weird. It's awkward. <laughs> it's violent. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. And then Jamal Hill, because yeah. Jamal Hill, what he has done in the UFC, and we were very fortunate. We saw his UFC debut here in Raleigh in yes. person, which was really cool. His family was a few rows so behind loud. us. Yeah, it was so awesome. excited. It was so yeah. cool. It was like... Amazing. Like, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. That experience right there was like, the things that I don't think about with family being in the crowd is like, they are 
they're the loudest in a in a in an arena full of loud people. We we yeah. look. I remember us looking back and like that's got to be his family, right? Yeah, I face didn't know on he, the t shirt. Yeah, they, I, they had his face on. Yeah, but like awesome. I, at first, I didn't know who he was. I was like, I don't even know yeah. who this guy is. They must be family. And then to find out, it's like, oh yeah, they they went hard for J- uh, Jamal. Yeah. So he was he was one just because what he's done. I mean, what he did to win the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Lover doesn't get schooled like that, nope. guys. Like that's not what we're used to seeing. And he has touch of death. Yes. So you put him like if him and Poetan are fighting, that's that is leg shaking, holding like you know that adrenaline rush when you're sitting on your couch watching it on TV. Yep. Like that is that. But I went a little deep cut here. Um, Carlos Olberg, he is, uh, yeah, waving me off. Uh, what he has done since losing in his debut. I mean, he was piecing up in Zechiku, gassed out, then comes, you know, gets finished, ends up coming back, getting a decision, and then three straight first-round finishes that all came off the lead hand. The lead hand is, it's educated, the jab, the check hook, it's beautiful what he does. And then he showed an even greater evolution against uh, Da Eun Jung in his last fight, Da Eun Jung, in the last fight, where by the end of it, Daun's face was beat up. The jab had been doing its work. But the thing that Olberg showed was patience. Yeah. He knew, like, hey, I can pick this guy apart on the outside. And so he's eventually going to have to try to blitz me. And guess what? If he does, I have all kinds of fun stuff coming his way. And so that was enjoyable to watch. He gassed a little bit in round three. But then he outgrappled him and ultimately got the finish, even though uh jung tapped with 11 seconds left and herb dean was like no man it's cool we're gonna let you ride this one out um but he you know he ultimately got a submission finish there did what he had to do to preserve his victory looked dominant throughout that fight and so that has me excited for what's next for him and we know dominic reyes is supposed to be happening at 297 in a few weeks i was super excited now we're gonna have to wait a few months so Olberg did get hurt. That's the reason that this is getting delayed. But Reyes, you would think, is a tailor-made matchup for Olberg. Little chinny. Yep. Right? Doesn't have, even though he's a bigger guy, has shorter arms, doesn't have the best reach. So he's going to have to try to close the distance, which you don't want to do against Olberg. But he's a guy who is a championship-caliber fighter. I mean, ultimately, it, it hasn't looked good recently. But Reyes gave... John Jones, his most difficult fight at light heavyweight in a very long time. Yep. It was Gustafson and then it was Reyes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. And so he has that in him. Yes. And so a win over him, even though if Olberg wins, I think it's going to be a knockout. It would be like we talked about earlier, Reyes is four straight, but ultimately you're still proving a lot there. Oh, yeah. And then now if you're Olberg, there's, there's no more tailor made matchups. It is. Off to the races, are you this future contender that people thought you were going to be? So ultimately, that's why I I went over. It makes perfect sense. I had the three names, Jamal Hill, Alex Pajeda, Yuri. Um, I mean, Poetan. Pajeda, you, yeah, you said it. I've been I got practicing you, on my off time, okay? <laughs> I got seven days between podcasts. I practice. We told you guys last week, we want to be good at what we do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I couldn't say the name earlier. I can't think of what it is now, but you helped me out with that. Uh, Myra Borna Silva, that was a little tongue twister for me. But 
Yeah, I mean, how can you not go Poe Tom? Just because what he's done is amazing. What he's done is amazing. But easy, this one was easy for me. Before I even started doing research, I tried to convince myself away from Khalil Roundtree. It is Khalil Roundtree. What Khalil, mm. what Khalil Roundtree has been showing, and he has this thing where he just seems like a genuinely good guy. You know, like we we do become fans of people for other things than fighting. And I mean, like we always talk about emotion and dad energy, po- uh, Pantoja, I became a huge fan of him after he won the belt because of what he said, you know, about mm-hmm. his father. Uh, and and watch the interviews, like he's so in love with his family. Like, how can I not love this guy? Khalil Roundtree, just the visual that I have of him is hitting Anthony Smith and holding his hand up, like I'm gonna hammer fist you. <laughs> and I think that I understand why you're choosing Olberg. I think Khalil gets me more excited because he's broken into that thing now he is fighting the killers Oberg has to fight Reyes and win and then he's he's in the position to fight the killers Roundtree is going for killers and he believes it and I believe it that's the thing is I believe it I believe that he can now will he ever be a champion I don't know will he fight for a contender spot or a number one contender I can't see his career not going to where it's like this is for a belt and you have to win clear Roundtree just gets me stoked man and he looks like a damn superhero right and he just he has he has everything going for him to make it to the top. It's just whether or not his skill set is good enough. You know, I I absolutely love that pick. Yeah. Roundtree was not one that had entered into my thought process, and then you explaining it, I'm like, man, I should have picked Roundtree. <laughs> well, no, it's like it's it's because the light heavyweight division does need some help now. Jamal Hill coming back and like getting a title shot is an amazing fight. We just don't know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. an Achilles issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does he come? Like, does it even look the same? But man, some of these the light heavyweight division can use some a little bit of help, and mm-hmm. it's one of the least exciting men's divisions for me. And you're right, Olberg and Roundtree, both of them get this division exciting. I hope they both continue to win because imagine them being on the path. Imagine them being Ooh. on the uh, Blanchfield man on fear. Fi- fi- I don't know how to say your last name. Fior. Yeah, Fior path, and then they clash, and you're like, "This is for the number one title, or this is for the number one contender." So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like heavyweight can get exciting, you know? They can get it, exciting. It could. That's the thing is that like the top because of the weirdness with the belt being like vacated, but not, and then, but not like it was was really strange, but now you have some fresh names coming back. Once Hill comes back, Rakic is now fighting Olberg. Roundtree's working his way up like Azamad eventually. Like there's Johnny Walker's fighting. Yes. You you know, like they're getting that rematch because what a weird, (laughs) like what a weird stop. You know, like there's, there's excitement there. Uh, and we didn't even say Johnny Walker's name, and he's exciting, right? He's exciting. So, yeah. Um, And then the last one, man, heavyweight. Um, I'll I'll take it just because you went light heavyweight first. Seems like we're flip-flopping. Let's just say some names. Derek Lewis, exciting. Curtis Blades, exciting. Jalton Almeida, Almeida, exciting. Surreal Gone, exciting. It came down to two names, and this one was, man, I want to go Tom Aspinall so bad because – Literally, I am so excited to see his future. But John Jones is coming back in 2024, and I can't, I would be dishonest. And I think everyone that anyone that knew me would be like, dude, it's John Jones for you. It's John Jones for me. I said it in the last podcast. He came back and made a division look bad. Tom Aspinall just made a division look competitive, but he he made it clearly like he's the best heavyweight as long as John Jones isn't around. Now, 
would I love to see the dream matchup? John Jones for Aspinall. The only reason it's hard to choose John Jones is because of who his opponent might be. But I don't give a fuck. If John Jones is fighting, I want to see him. He's in the heavyweight division. There's no other fighter I want to see make the walk in heavyweight more than John Jones. I hope he gets to come back. I hope somebody stroke like just gets to his ego. And I hope Aspinall can figure out how to get to his ego and be like, I'm better than you. And you're leaving and everyone knows it. And John Jones goes, I'll fight one more. I'll f- yeah. Okay, let me beat Stipe and then I'll fight one more. John Jones for me, man, who's it for you? Uh, I had three names. You mentioned them all. Uh, Aspinall, right? Like, who doesn't want to see him fight again now? Yep. He's looked amazing. John Jones was on there. The thing about why I didn't pick John Jones was just, it's like it's steep A or bust. And if somebody gets hurt again, like, I, it's just it, that made it difficult for me. Fair. Like fight week, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be super stoked for when John Jones fights again. But to be like looking forward to and anticipating it, my heart can't take that. So <laughs> ended up uh, ended up going jail to now, man. Okay, and I know his last performance wasn't great, but I to me it was impressive what he did to Derek Lewis of just a guy who just stands up, who doesn't let people grapple him. Who outweighed him by thirty? You know, he outweighed him by thirty pounds, and Giles Town made a control yep. for twenty five minutes, and and so I want to now see what he does. I mean, Blades got rebooked. UFC two ninety nine, March 9th. We're gonna see it. It's one that we were very very excited about last year. Yeah, and so now we're gonna have to see with like Almeida's. He's not just gonna be able to control Blades. He is if he can get Blades down. He's going to have to do damage. Oh, yeah. Because Blades will be able to stand back up. Maybe. Maybe, right? Maybe. Yeah. If yeah. he controls Curtis Blades, it's going to be like phenomenal. he did Derek Lewis. That is, we learned a lot. <laughs> like that is very exciting because that means there's nobody, barring maybe John Jones, there's nobody that'll be able to handle his grappling at heavyweight. And if he does that to Blades, I, 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 I'm going to second that. It's everyone's going to be like, how do we not get taken down by this guy? It's going to mm-hmm. be hands down that. And they should be doing that now anyways, right? But Yeah. yeah. And he's going to have to be a little defensive because he can't have Curtis Blades on top of him. Yep. And so it's going to be, I think we're going to see his hands a little bit. They're, I mean, obviously they're heavyweights. They can put you out, but there isn't quite, I mean, I shouldn't say quite. There's not the same danger as Derek Lewis. Sure. There's still danger, but there's not that same danger of Derek Lewis. So we might see Almeida showcase his hands a little bit. He has talked about that. Boxing was actually his first martial art. His dad was a Brazilian national team level boxer. So he has that. Like I I think we're going to find out more about Almeida in this fight. And so that's what I'm really excited about because when he won on the contender series, he, you know, fighting at 205, and it was like how do you move up to heavyweight and you look the same and there's no fat on you? Like, right? like how do you move up and you're just as yoked? Uh, and, and so if he can prove that, Hey, even though everybody's outweighing me, they can't take away my bread and butter. Yeah. That, that's going to be something scary that people are going to have to deal with. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. And Jalton on made is someone that like, I'm, I am super excited for it's, it's, um, Man, like, like, and, and now that you put it in my mind, I haven't really thought about the matchup, but God, what if he keeps Curtis Blades down? What if, what if he just controls him and Curtis Blades, it looks lost? That's going to be, 
that's gonna be scary. That's gonna yeah. be scary. I'm so glad they rebooked this. Yes. Yeah. I'm so yeah. This one this. needed to happen. It makes sense. And, and ultimately, you know, the winner of this, depending on whatever ends up happening with the heavyweight belt, uh, you know, the winner of this has a legitimate claim. Yeah. Legitimately, especially if it's Almeida. Oh my God. Because Almeida be undefeated in the UFC, right? Like, how can you how can you deny that? Then when you have Derek Lewis Curtis Blades wins under your belt, you know, maybe you you have you have him fight Pavlovich or gone. Or gone. But yeah, I would say gone. Yeah. We don't think he outgrapples gone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, but that's, what <laughs> right? like, but that's what I'm saying. If he does this to Blades, Gon's team has to be like, we got to keep our distance. And Gon can keep distance now. Now mm-hmm. Gon can do this. So, yes. man, yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. I still yeah. got to go John Jones, but that's a good end. <laughs> yeah. And so that that wraps up what we're looking forward to. Uh, and the great part about this sport is, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of shit when we preview uh, fight night. Uh, Ankaliah versus Walker on next week's podcast that we we didn't even talk about. We're, we have not mentioned anybody on that card. <laughs> and there's all kinds of really, really exciting, fun things happening on that card. The least of which is is not, you know, Walker versus Ankaliah. Yes. Right? Like that is a huge, huge matchup with title implications. Yep. We're going to be able to talk about that. I mean, we got Monel Cop coming back. You know, Ricky Simone, Mario Batista. Like, we have some legitimate, legitimate fun fights coming up. So really, really looking forward to uh, uh, to talking about those. But also want to talk a little bit about what we have coming up in the next year with the podcast. You know, last last episode, we, we talked about kind of everything that's gone into it up until this point. And, uh, but we're never going to be happy with, with where we're at. We're always going to want to get better. We're always going to want to improve. And so... Uh, one of the things that we are going to do is revamp our fight picks yes. uh, a little bit. Um, you know, um, as good as it felt to do something nice for you, it is the season. <laughs> um, you know, the competitive side of me is like, you know, Jared, we we can't do that anymore. Yeah. We got to have some some stakes yeah. here. We got, you know, where uh, at that point you have to weigh, is it worth the stakes to make your best friend feel good? You know, and and so uh, we will have that. We are going to be revising the fight picks. Uh, we'll be going quarterly, so yes. we will reset. We'll have four different seasons uh, this year, so that'll be be pretty fun. Maybe we'll do something at the end if we're all tied up two seasons to to two uh, with a with a tiebreaker. Uh, but we will have something on the line we have not quite figured that out yet so you um, you're really confident in yourself think that we're gonna be tied up that's that's real cute of you man that's real well, cute. no i wanted to i wanted to keep it exciting okay, okay. you know oh uh, we're not doing I'll that this you year you know what in 2024 for 2024 we're not doing this rise from the ashes the <laughs> phoenix rising uh-uh like i'm going to uh use the term training day your shit getting pushed in and i'm gonna mm. you, you just gotta own it mm. man you just gotta own it and if i lose then it, it was because you let me win last year you know and i'll let you win this year. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah but the seasons is gonna be real fun we are gonna tell you guys the stakes it's not gonna be anything crazy because you know whatever but it's gonna be something yeah, that we're grown men <laughs> yeah but it's gonna be something that's like you know hold accountable and hopefully get some of our social media um activity up and and you'll see the stakes happening, right? You'll see that if if Jared beats me in a season, 
that whatever the wager is that I'm doing it. So you when. guys, <laughs> if um, so, when so when I hate that you went when, but yeah, I, I think the season is going to be a little bit more fun too. Also, because when you're sitting there, it's 71 for it's like that's so much to count. Dude. Yeah. It's like it's just going to be easy. Uh, we are going to keep it right now to just main cards, main mm-hmm. cards again, um, and we'll see how that goes, man. Yeah, and I part of it too with the seasons is uh, when the inevitable Mike Bell situation pops <laughs> up again. Uh, as much fun as it was to to hold him accountable, I don't want to have to keep saying, "Damn you, Mike Bell!" Damn for an entire Bell. year. Because yeah. if that happens on like the Ankali of Walker card, right, oh my like, god, I don't I don't, have, I don't have to do it for fifty one more weeks. So. But I will say this: I appreciate you saying it every week because it made me happy. Every you single did. week, it made me have. I was like, "He better say it." And you, you did not let me down. Damn you, Mike Bell. Damn yeah, I was gonna you. say one more time for old times' sake. Damn, <laughs> Damn you. you, Mike Bell. Mike Bell. Uh, we also have uh, some other fun stuff coming up. Uh, we're gonna be rebranding. Yes. Here, uh, the title of number one bullshit. I realized might not have been the best when uh, I was at my son's preschool, and one of his. Uh, classmates dads asked me the name of the podcast and i had to uh like in hushed tones yep. talk about it i felt like a creep whispering <laughs> about stuff at a preschool um, so we will be rebranding new logo all that kind of fun stuff so be on the lookout for that that should be happening here uh you know relatively soon we'll make sure that you guys are made aware so uh you're not just thrown I'm like what the hell yeah. what happened to number one bullshit yeah. and i got we some weird random podcast <laughs> yeah. downloaded because <laughs> we, we know you're following your yeah we don't want to ruin you guys this year thinking that we stopped we're not stopping baby yeah and and then another thing that is very important to us uh by the end of the year we will have video yes we we're going to be on youtube we will add that part of it so that way you get to see our wonderful faces oh yeah uh, every single week it's more of our gift to you guys uh, than than anything else. Bring it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so that'll be be good. Really looking forward to that. Like like we've told you guys, we're always trying to expand. We're always trying to better ourselves and m- put out the best possible product that we can. Video is just kind of the logical yep. next step on that. Uh, and along that same thought process of always looking to improve, we want to know what you guys think. Um, you know. At us on X at number one BS pod. Give us suggestions. What are you looking to hear? Uh, you can email us uh, number one BS pod at Gmail. You know, we want to know what you guys like. What don't you like? You know, how how you think we can improve? Because ultimately, as much fun as we have doing this, it's about giving you all something that that you want to hear that you look for. Just like we're looking forward to all this shit happening in 2024. Like I want you guys to be as excited for the podcast as I am for Isaac Dolgarian's next fight. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we understand that there's plenty of MMA podcasts. We want you guys to tune in. And I think the best way we can do that is to build that community where it's, you know, your voices can be heard through us too. If you if there's something that a great idea, why wouldn't we take a great idea, give credit to, you know, whoever gives it to us and run with it and just make a better product. I mean you know, if I was a chef and someone said, if you add a little bit of paprika to this, it's going to be better. It's like, okay, why wouldn't I do it if it actually does it? Add some paprika to us, man. 
Terrible he, analogy, but you get it. Yeah, it's good. It's you get par it. for the course. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is our last week without an F update. Yep. We will then be previewing next week that uh, fight night on versus Walker 2. And then because we'll have fights that following week, we will be back with the F updates. Anything else on your end, brother? No, sir. As always, appreciate y'all for listening. Love and respect. Later.